Who do you resent? Here's the thing, my love. If you are going to step into your bright, shiny light, you have to get really good at letting go. Letting go of your resentment. Letting go of the people and the situations that have consistently disappointed you. We are talking all things spirituality, psychic development, manifesting, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for being here. We are building a community here, an incredibly strong community. And if you're new, if you haven't been here the whole time, don't worry about it. Keep coming back. If you want to binge these episodes, you can find the Mystic Bit Show on any podcasting platform. Go binge those episodes. My name is Ingrid H. Turner, if we don't know each other. Welcome. I'm really glad you're here. You did not find me by accident. I'm here to work with a very specific type of person. I'm here to work with what I lovingly refer to as the rainbow sheep. You've probably self-identified as a black sheep of your family. Feeling like a bit of a misfit, an outsider. You don't quite fit into this world. It doesn't quite jive with you. Always feels a little bit of slippage. It doesn't mean that you have had like a lot of difficult times necessarily with people. It doesn't mean people don't like you. People probably really like you. Maybe not everybody. Not everybody likes everybody, I suppose. Some people even don't like me. Can you believe that? Weird. Anyway, <laughs> you're the people who I'm here to connect with, who I'm here to help, and who I'm here to help elevate. And I do that through the vehicle of my passion. My passion is psychic development manifesting, spirituality. I'm here to help you tap back into your gifts so that you can learn to trust yourself again, so that you can come home to yourself and embrace your weird and your wonderful and love yourself more. And then monetize that shit if you want to. Get onto your world stage so you can reach an audience as big as you can handle. Because if you are weird like I am, you're here to break new ground. If you don't fit in, if you don't really, haven't really found the place, you know, that place in society, then you're here to create a new place, to break new ground. Holler if you identify with that, because we have to band together. The new earth is brought in on the backs of the individual, showing up, releasing their conditioning, and being of service through the vehicle of their passion. Let's fucking do this. Welcome to the Mystic Bitch Show. I'm Ingrid H. Turner, and I love you, and I love that you're here. I got a question for you. Who do you resent? Who takes up a lot of your mental space? What situation are you constantly coming up against where you're fighting, where you're not getting your way, where your expectations are consistently unmet? Do you have an area of your life where that's happening? Do you have a, a relationship? It doesn't have to be romantic, it could be a friendship, a family member, a work relationship that is just consistently letting you down. And you keep showing up to try and speak your peace, explain your needs, pay attention to me. This is all I need. I'm just trying to get you to understand. Who do you resent? Here's the thing, my love. If you are going 
to step into your bright, shiny light, you have to get really good at letting go. Letting go of your resentment. Letting go of the people and the situations that have consistently disappointed you. Letting go of the past, even if it's not in your purview right now, letting go of past hurts, letting go of past indiscretions and unmet expectations. The truth is you cannot control anybody. It's also extremely unreasonable to tell you, you shouldn't have any expectations. You absolutely should. You should have expectations. And when you have made those expectations clear and they are not met, then you should let it go and you should move on and you should clear out space in your beautiful life to step into your light. Because here's the thing, your resentments are a distraction. It is the ego's way of coming in and clamping down on you so that you are more manageable. The ego's not the bad guy, but it likes you nice and contained and manageable because guess what? What we have done is we have put the ego in charge. We have put it in a position way the fuck above its pay grade. And so it's always going to come in and be like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to open up that space. You don't know what's there. Because here's what happens when you open up space, when you release, when you let go, when you open up that space, you enter into a period of limbo. It feels really uncomfortable. The ego is more comfortable with hanging on to a person, a situation, a job that is consistently not working and keeps you busy banging your head against a closed door than it is allowing your spirit free so that you can open up space and magnetize to you what will inevitably fill that void, but is ultimately a match for the support of your highest expression. So I ask you again, who do you resent? What are you resenting? What are you struggling with? What is taking up so much of your mental and emotional space that you can't function and move forward? It is draining your energy. It is dimming your light. You are a shell of a person when you allow yourself to be consumed with people or situations that have proven time and time again, they will not meet you. And this can be really hard, really hard when it's a job, it's connected to the root chakra, safety and security. When it's a relationship, a romantic relationship, root, sacral, heart. When it's a friendship, we're very tribal creatures. We don't want to let go, even when it sucks. Now, have you noticed that some people are better at releasing than you? Have you noticed that you tend to hang on really, really, really tight to people and situations and you will just try and try and try and try and give chance after chance after you will keep showing up at that job. You will keep saying okay to not getting a raise. You will keep saying okay to hours that you hate. You will allow yourself to be plowed over, pushed about, disappointed in your relationships. And you look around, and you see other people seem to be able to be pulling this off. Other people are able to 
let go of what's not working for them and face that wide open space, the terror that comes with the unknown. Some people are able to just leave jobs because they're like, well, this sucks. I'm out of here. Have you met those people? Right? Some people are able to say, I remember my cousin, who's a very, very like put together, just, she's just got her shit together. She's always had her shit together. And I remember she told me she broke up with a boyfriend and I said, why'd you break up? And she said, because one morning I got up to go to work and I went to give him a kiss goodbye and he wasn't getting up because he didn't have a job and he wasn't looking for a job. And I decided then and there I was going to leave him when I got home. And I did. And it was easy for her. That's something that I've really struggled with is letting go when it's time to let go. And here's why that happens, my loves. Here's why that happens. Two things, trauma and conditioning keep you hanging on really tight and keep you in situations where you become seething and resentful and completely preoccupied with what is not working and prevents you from manifesting your joy, stepping into your authenticity and loving yourself. It eats at you and consumes you, right? Can we say fuck that? Yeah. But here's why. Trauma and conditioning. I have a thing with codependency. It's like my jam. (laughs) What I mean by that is I will give and give historically, give and give and give and give and allow myself to be trampled on or not met. Or sometimes I will just overgive for no reason, not because anybody asked me to, but because I feel like I have to prove my value. In every job I've ever had, even in my own business, I've run up against this feeling of, I have to work twice as hard for every dollar. Like I have to really prove myself because I, I'm not innately valuable. This is coming from two places for me. And I want you to reflect. Is this you? Does this feel like you You resonate with this? So I want you to reflect. There's two areas where you're going to be dealing with that stuck energy in the body. And we've talked about this a couple of times on a couple of the shows. Your conditioning from your family from your culture, from the media, sometimes even from your friend group when you're growing up. And it can be trauma. It can be both or it can be one or the other. Trauma is when something happens to you and you don't know how to deal with that. You don't know how to feel that. You don't know how to process that. And so you stuff it you shut it, you run from it, you do your absolute best to carry on and live a functional life. For me, the conditioning part, I watched my mom absolutely give herself to my father. My father is not a bad person. And by the way, the people who you resent are not bad people either, necessarily. There's a mismatch of understanding, expectations, and willingness to give And your responsibility is to say, okay, this is what I need. You're not able to meet it. I walk away. Same thing with the job, whatever it is. But I watched my beautiful mother just absolutely give herself in her relationships. I watched her do it in her job. She was a teacher. She would spend hours and hours in the evening, spend her own money on curriculum and supplies. You know, she gave her life 
to whoever and whatever needed her. She was deeply conditioned to sacrifice herself, to feel like she had to prove herself double, triple, quadruple because she didn't have innate value. And that came from, you know, on back. And I inherited that conditioning just by being small and watching. That's not her fault. And we heal together now, me and my mom. We have conversations and we dive into it and we heal this together. How cool is that? The second was my trauma. When I was 12, my dad died very suddenly. He was the primary caregiver in my family for me and my brothers. We were homeschooled. We spent all the time with him. He was a very powerful force. He ran the roost. That very sudden loss of my father made it really hard for me to let go of anything because that sudden loss of something triggered the sudden loss of my father. I didn't know this for a long time, but now understanding, having done the work, understanding, okay, I had stuck energy in the body and what this resulted in, what codependency always results in is resentment. And it always results, that resentment always results in you making yourself so small, so small. You shrink yourself to the tiniest expression of you. How do we deal with this? We remove the stuck energy from the body. When you remove the stuck energy from the body, you are able to step fully into your highest expression. All right. The stuck energy is the result of your conditioning and it is a result of traumatic experiences. And I want to say this, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We cannot compare trauma. I'm a very fucking sensitive human. Things bother me that don't bother a lot of other people. I feel it acutely. And I bet you do too, because you're attracted to me and my energy and what we're talking about here. So you can't compare trauma. So don't compare yourself to anybody else. I can't compare myself to my cousin. My cousin is like, that's, she's just put together. Things don't bother her. She's very practical. She's very grounded. She pulls her shit together and she just moves forward. Me, I'm like a feather. The wind blows and I'm, I'm off. I have to work really hard to be that grounded and practical. And I do because it's worth it. Because when I do that, I'm able to show up here with you and walk through this with you walk through this path with you. Okay. Today, today I am living the life of my fucking dreams. I am nomadic. I do spiritual shit and talk to God all day long. I talk to you. I share my gifts, my experience, and my love with people all over the world. I'm a poet. I have three books published. I've got four or five more in the docket that I'm working on. I am up-leveling at a goddamn clip. I wasn't able to do this, to say yes to this life until earlier this year, not fully, because I was stuck in resentment. I was angry at my partners. I was angry at my business. Not really angry, but like, yeah, I guess there's angry there. Just feeling... Mm, it's not working. It's not fair, but I'm giving so much. And you know what I did? I burned right the fuck out. I burned out hard. In March of this year, 
I pushed 90% of my possessions off of the back of my friend's pickup truck. I converted my Scion into a micro camper and I hit the road and I did very little except write poetry and explore. And I got my head right. I got it out of my ass and I grounded in and I did my fucking work. I went to be alone and cleared it and cleared it and cleared it. And this is the somatic renewal work that I do. This is the clearing of the stuck energy in the body. And when you commit to the somatic work, that experience is showing up for yourself to letting go and opening up to that very scary place. You're going to step into the life of your dreams too. And it happens a lot faster than it took for you to build up the stuck energy in your body. I've been working this program, this somatic manifesting program for about three years or so. It came to me this way. I was having an issue with my students, not them. It was me. I, I was so scared to open up and be vulnerable and be real. Like I had to hide myself or prove myself. And it was seriously impacting my work with my psychic development students and my spiritual students. I had hit a wall and I knew that it was going to stop me in my tracks. And I said my prayers and I said, I need help. And one day the person I was seeing, he had a therapy appointment and he said the weirdest thing. He's like, Ingrid, can you go to my therapy appointment for me? I said, excuse me? He goes, yeah, just, just go to my appointment for me. It, it's already on the calendar. Just go. I can't go. I said, okay, I guess. So I went. And this man was very nice, but he didn't say anything really. But he was the mirror I needed to download this healing work. And as I was sitting in this man's office, spirit came through and came into my body and came through and cleared this stuck energy specifically around this issue I had with my students with not being able to speak up, with not being able to be vulnerable, not being able to speak truthfully and openly. And I just, the energy just, it went, it cleared and cleared. And I went through a whole process and this guy's just on the couch, just looking at me like this. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> I'm just going through. And it went really quickly. It took about 10 minutes and I was completely open and clear of this energy, of this stuckness, of this fear. And I looked at him and I went, all right, well, we're done, right? And he goes, yeah. And I took off. And what am I doing now? What am I doing now? I never dealt with that fear again because as it came up, as I was expanding and manifesting my dreams my highest expression, that fear came up. I did the somatic work around it. And then I expanded into this lived experience where I show up every day and once a week with you live. And I share my deepest, darkest vulnerabilities. And I do it with love and without fear. And as a result, I'm able to help people step into their highest expression tap into their gifts, trust themselves, live outrageously. What a fucking gift that is. I believe in this with my everything. I have watched one of my students cure cancer with this. 
I have watched people shed their traumas, their conditioning, their bullshit. I have watched people step into their highest expression, land their dream jobs, show up in incredible relationships. My students have gone on to go do all kinds of different things. I mean, I'm always like, don't you want to do psychic work? And they're like, not necessarily, but they take these skills, these psychic skills and these manifesting skills, and they apply them to any area of their life that they are passionate about. So cool. Okay. We're switching gears. Let's do a Q&A. I'm answering questions, especially when it comes to spirituality and psychic development. I'm channeling spirit. Okay, so I am bringing through these answers, sometimes from my own experience, if I already have the answer, but I'm also channeling for you on the spot. So it's kind of cool because sometimes I learn shit too. And I'm like, who knew? <laughs> now we both know. Evelyn, have you ever had a loud ringing in your ears, but it only lasts a couple of seconds? Yes. That is a indication of like a yes or no kind of. It's like a spirit coming in and giving you a yes or no. If you feel, if you hear in your right ear that ringing, that's a go. That's a, okay, get into action. Whatever, you have to be conscious of what you're thinking about, what you're mulling over. And sometimes we're not very present <laughs> um, when we are thinking about things. So the more present you can get and those ringing, ringing happens, you'll know what the answer is. If you hear it in your left ear, it's a hold on, not yet, give it more time. And if you hear it in both ears, it's like the way that spirit showed it to me is it's like a powerful bow being pulled. Like you're about to, you're launching really powerfully into something. That's the ringing in the ears. Good question, honey. Tips on seeing in the physical. Ask God to take it away as a teen, ready now. So are you talking about seeing spirits in the physical world, like ghosts? Let me feel into that. Ask God to give it back and pay attention to your dreams. You might not see it in the physical anymore for a while. Pay, there are other ways to see it. You could be clairvoyant and you see images in your mind. You could be clairaudient and you could hear it or ride your thought stream. Or clairsentient, you may feel it. Claircognizant, you may just know things. Um, you want to pay attention to pay attention to that instead of trying to focus on seeing it in the physical. If you're not seeing it in the physical right now, don't worry about it. Focus on where it is coming through for you. Naomi, sometimes when I meditate, I get lightheaded and a little sick feeling. What could it be? So when I feel a shift in energy, Naomi, I get nauseous. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. It's just a shift in energy. Now for you with that lightheadedness, um, how's your grounding practice? Do you do the grounding meditation or a grounding meditation every day and before you ground? When I go into my spiritual practice, I ground in first because I'm opening up to spirit during my spiritual practice. So make sure you get really grounded. And I feel like that is probably a combination of not being terribly grounded and also feeling a shift in energy and a shift in your own frequency after that meditation. See if that helps. Uh, Darren, what's the best way to learn to feel the different energies? Uh, meditation, getting present is really the most powerful way to do that. Most of us are very heavily conditioned to be out of the moment. We're in the future thinking about what's coming. We're in the past thinking about what's been. We have a lot of worries. We have a lot of anxieties. And that's just the nature of the world and the way that we were raised in the conditioning that we are dealing with. So 
the best way to learn to feel the different energies is to get really present and set your intention and open up to it. You could try going to like a crowded place, like a coffee shop or a store or something, and just kind of sit in the corner and take a few breaths and get really present and feel yourself like open up your aura, open up your energies and take, take note of what you're feeling and then trust it. Okay. You probably feel a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. Sherry Joe, have you ever been thinking of a question and think you hear someone give an answer? Uh-huh. Clear audience, that spirit coming in clear hearing. It's either going to ride your thought stream. So you're going to think the answer or you're going to hear it. You're going to hear a voice. Sometimes it can come through as like a song or a snippet, a movie line or something like that. Spirit will get it to you by the path of least resistance. Oh, the top of your head tingling. That's your crown chakra opening. That's you opening up to spirit. How cool is that? How did you start opening yourself up to listening to your intuition and getting in touch with spirit? That's a really great question. I went through my whole psychic awakening story in the first episode of the Mystic Bitch podcast. Go give that a listen. But initially when I was a child, I was opening and hearing it all the time and having all kinds of experiences. And then I shut it down. And then I had a massive spiritual awakening, which blasted me open to all of my gifts. And that was a really intense period. I had to take about two years to ground back in so that I could actually be of service with those gifts, which is why when I'm teaching psychic development, y'all will hear me harp on you about grounding, 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 grounding. Naomi, sometimes I feel the grounding didn't take and it probably, probably didn't do it again. That grounding meditation, you can modify it too. Modify it to suit you. Tune in and see what feels good while you're doing the meditation. People have added like tree roots and branches and lights and it's fine. Do whatever you need to do with it to make it yours. And if it's not fully working for you, find something that does. You may need to get outside, put your feet on the ground. Another really cool grounding technique that one of my students came up with is you stand up with a glass of water and you're standing and you drink the whole glass of water and you feel the water go all the way down and the energy moves all the way down through your body, through your feet and roots you into the earth. That might work for you as well. Tennille, I feel like I'm going crazy. Is this my spiritual gifts? You're going to have to give me more context for that. Um, I feel like you're under a lot of stress. I feel like it's a combination of being under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and your spiritual gifts. And I would encourage you to A, get grounded. And I'm feeling like it'd be really, really good for you to find somebody to talk to, somebody to help you navigate this period. And then you can be free and grounded to really tap into your gifts. But if you're having a hard time in your life right now, it's not the best time to be hyper-focusing on developing your spiritual gifts. You want to be grounded and in a good place to do that. What does it mean when I get feelings that something is going to happen and I'm right? That is claircognizance, maybe clairsentient. If you get emotions or like feelings in your body, like sensations, that's more clairsentient, which is clear feeling. But if you don't have any of that and you just kind of get this download that something's going to happen and it does, that's claircognizant. That's called clear knowing. My best grounding is a walk in the woods at the park. That is beautiful. That works really, really well for a lot of people. I say get grounded by any means necessary. All right. Get grounded by any means necessary. Danielle is grounding how you overcome fear of exploring your spirituality. It will help as will meditation, as will being present, as will the somatic manifesting class. 
sign up for that. And that will really help. We'll give you some really good tools there for overcoming your fear, your anxiety, the stories that we have kind of built up around our spirituality and our psychic gifts. I know that there can be a lot of fear around this. And that's one of my big goals is to take the fear levels down because God is not about fear. It is about love. Tapping into your gifts, to your intuition, to your knowing is not about fear. It's about love. You are so fucking sovereign. You are so powerful. Your intention is so mighty. You are a God creator being. And there's a lot of bullshit being thrown around from the media, from culture, even from the spiritual community about how big and bad and scary everything is. Yes, you need to protect yourself. Yes, icky things exist. But it's so much easier to protect yourself and avoid negativity than we give ourselves credit for. And when you work on your frequency and your self-love and your connection to divine spirit, these things can't hurt you. You got this. That's what I want to see for you. I want to see for you trusting yourself, really trusting yourself. I second guess myself too much. Must be the fear. It is the fear. I have a bundle in my stand store. It's called my psychic development starter bundle. It's a list of audio and tools that I give you in order to help and a bunch of resources that I give you in order to help you start tapping into your gifts sort of in your own time at your own pace. It's eight bucks in my stand store. Go download it right now and get started right away. I used to dream things before they happen. Exactly. How can I get that back? One of the things that really blocks us, that blocks us most from our intuitive gifts is attachment, being really attached to our intuitive gifts and how they should come through. Just because we experienced something one time doesn't mean we'll experience it the same way. So I encourage you to let go, try and let go of attachment. Let go of attachment and ask spirit to come to you in the way that you can best receive it at this juncture in your life. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. I adore you. I cannot tell you how happy you make me, how happy this makes me to be doing this with you. I adore you. Bye. Let it all, let it all.